It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. All right, Canada wins it four-one. Four-zero through the pool play at the World Juniors. They beat Finland tonight. Next up, the Czech Republic in a quarterfinal in a couple of days. The Columbus Blue Jackets signing center Pierre-Luc Dubois to a contract extension, two years, $10 million. So that'll keep him there through the 21-22 season. He was a restricted free agent, good player, really good player, third overall selection in the 2016 draft. Remember, Columbus surprised some people by making that pick. The Oilers, therefore, took Yessi Pugliarvi, who a lot of people, me included, thought was going to go third overall to the Blue Jackets. And uh, you know what's happened since Pugliarvi, with Pugliarvi since. But he is back with the Oilers for training camp on Sunday, hoping to finally become a full-time NHLer. Also, Brandon Banks, one of the top players in the Canadian Football League. Well, he was a top player. He resigns with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. As for the double E, they have been... Busy, very busy with uh, extensions over the last few days. Today, they announced extensions for five players, including kicker Sean White. He's going to be going into his sixth season with the double E. He's never had a field goal percentage below 87% in a season while playing for Edmonton. Tavon Smith, he was Edmonton's first pick, eighth overall in 2016. He's a receiver. Scott Hunter also re-signed, as was uh, Tanner Green, fourth-round pick in 2018, native of Lacombe, Alberta, and Vontae Diggs, linebacker, who's going to be going into his second full season with the double E. He was the club's rookie of the year for 2019. And uh, a few days ago, the double E announced an extension for this man who I'm happy to welcome back to inside sports. It is defensive lineman Kwaku Boateng. Kwaku, thanks for making time for us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show. We, uh, you, you came into studio and talked to me what seems like about five years ago, but I think it was about <laughs> 10 or 11 months ago. And uh, usually we talk, you know, usually you're on my show a couple times during the season, but that all got uh, thrown for a loop. How, how did you deal with everything, Kwaku? The waiting game and then the news that there wasn't going to be a season? Yeah, um, it was obviously a tough time. And uh, um, I kind of had, I kind I had hopes that we'd have a season but um as the virus and the pandemic kind of escalated um i kind of um had my doubts at times but you know um I, the way i look at things is that i don't really um think about things negatively or i don't really think about things uh until it until it actually happens so in this case um i just stay focused on um training during the summer and uh a lot of reading and just a lot of personal stuff so um if the season happened, I was happy. If it didn't happen, then I was prepared for um, prepared for whatever I needed to do outside of that. So um, obviously it was kind of a stressful time, but I, um, I, I use that time just to um, work on other things outside of football. 
Yeah. Well, and, you know, the team obviously announced a few days ago that your contract is going to run through 2021. So no worries about you becoming a free agent or having to look around and no worries for fans that you're going to be changing teams. Just tell me about that that decision to to stick with the Edmonton football team. You know, you've seemed to like it here. You've been a pretty valuable player. Was it more or less a no brainer for you? Yeah, um, for me and my agent, it was kind of um the the saying it's if it's not broken why why fix it right um and ever since i got drafted in 2017 it's always been love here and uh, i just couldn't see me in another jersey especially in the cfl so obviously i have there's nfl aspirations there but um when it comes down to the cfl there's no other team that i'd want to play for well that's good to hear and hopefully we're going to see you on the field here in training camp in may and then then rolling into what's hopefully a full regular season you mentioned well first of all let's talk about sacks for racks because that's when you came into studio uh and and you did my show over the winter and we talked about what was going on with that and obviously i'm sure that got a little bit thrown for a loop too with the pandemic but remind people about sacks for racks and update us what you were able to accomplish with that yeah so that kind of goes back to March when I came in. Um, it might have been early March or late February. We talked about it, and pretty much it's just a, it's a brand that's dedicated to uh, um, improving or inspiring uh, up-and-coming pass rushers in Canada because I felt like there weren't enough sports-specific or position-specific uh, camps being run by players or ex-players, whatever it is. So I kind of took the opportunity to take a saying that I like to say to myself, which is sacks for racks. The more sacks I get, the more um dollars i'll receive and that kind of had its own lingo and phrase to it and it caught on so i decided to run with it and uh the initial camp was supposed to happen end of march but obviously with covid and everything um it got extended and then with the season being prolonged um all i could do was just focus on how i wanted to build sacks racks and how i wanted it to be um even more community oriented than i originally thought it was so kind of like i was saying before um the se- the season being prolonged to a point where there was all this ambiguity ambiguity of whether it's going to happen or not allowed me just to focus on um details of the of sax racks and how i wanted to portray it and um i was grateful enough to be able to run that actual camp in august 9th and i had a great show um great group of kids that came out or men young men that came out and learned a lot and it garnered enough attention where a lot of those um, young athletes actually want to come back and um, what, what I like to call Sunday Rush, where um, every Sunday for a four-week period, we go on deep, deep detail of how to rush the passer. I tell them a couple of secrets or whatnot. And um, <laughs> between me and you, I think I actually enjoyed it more than the kids. It gave me um, something to do, especially um, when the season was officially canceled uh, early August. It, it allowed me to stay in the realm of football and appreciate the art of pass rushing. So uh, um, obviously we all miss CFL, missed the CFL season 2020, um, but I kind of use that as an opportunity to connect with the community even more. And uh, again, when it, when it came down to the opportunity to extend my contract with Edmonton, it was, it was a no brainer. Well, that's good to hear and good for you about still uh, getting the camp going and figuring out a way to get it done and, and, transferring a lot of your energy and knowledge onto the next generation that's that's so cool that you're dedicated to that and i gotta tell you kwaku i i've always said we all know that football is a quarterback sport but i've said if 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 i have a star quarterback the next position i'm going after is a star defensive end and i think especially in the cfl because if you get a sack 
the other team is probably kicking. Like, I think it's less than 10% that a team, the offense will score a touchdown on a drive in which they've given up a sack, right? So, I mean, you, 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 you play a very important position, and that's a very important stat, I think, is the sack stat. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I remember I remember you saying that. I remember uh, another quote that I've heard where it was like, if the quarterback's the most important position on a football field, um, after the, probably the left tackle, uh, shouldn't the person that's their sole job is to um, attack the quarterback be, to be also as important? Um, so I think you hit nail on the dot with that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit uh, about what you've been reading. You mentioned that as something you've been trying to pursue and keep up on here during the pandemic as well. Now, is this like, have you increased your reading or just built on what you're already doing? And and regardless of the, the answer to that, what kind of stuff are you into reading? Yeah, um, honestly, growing up, I, I was never a big fan of reading. I, I'd, I'd rather uh, go to class and listen to a professor speak. And um, I'm an auditory learner. I like to learn visually or do it. So sitting down and reading something was always very boring and bland, like boring, very boring to me. But uh, with COVID and you being stuck in the house, I, I resorted to reading. And um, I realized that I'm a bigger nerd than I originally thought I was. So um, a book that really got me... Uh, hooked was a book called sapiens and then there's like a it's like three other two other books following it um and it's just about you know just about civil human civilization all that stuff and um it's it was a very very unique book and um i found it very interesting so it kind of led me to this rabbit hole of just uh learning more and being more open to reading instead of me being the kid uh that like uh, being so scared of reading because i would rather like watch something watch a youtube video on it or whatever so um, the pandemic has allowed me to uh, at least appreciate reading to another level. All right. Well, well, that's good to hear. I, I've tried to uh, up my uh, the the pace that I read with too during during the pandemic. I find it takes me to a, a nice and peaceful place and makes me think a little bit, regardless of what I'm reading. So that's good to hear. You've been watching. Uh, have you found yourself watching a lot of NFL and or NCAA, or how have you been satisfying the uh, the need for football here? Um, honestly. Uh... Um, I don't watch a lot of pro, uh, pro, pro sports besides CFL, um, NBA playoffs. I love watching more so than the regular season. And when it comes down to the NFL, uh, I, I only really watch key teams. So my team is uh, Baltimore Ravens for a long time. I love that team. And I think Lamar Jackson's, um, is a great asset to that team. So I love seeing him on the full field. Um, but besides that, I'll watch NFL based off of, um, players that I know of. So for example, I've become a fan of the Oakland Raiders solely because of the um, because of Kendall Vickers, who was with us with the Edmonton uh, football team last year, um, or Brandon Silstra on the Panthers. So I like to watch the NFL based off of either the Baltimore Ravens playing or if I know any past uh, alumni playing on uh, play, playing that night. Now, how would you sack Lamar Jackson if you were going after him? Because <laughs> it almost <laughs> like he could teleport from one place to another. He's so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Putting my ego aside, tackling Lamar Jackson would be very, very difficult. Um, I think that uh, you got to almost approach him and then settle your feet because you know he's going to juke you. You know he's going to try to juke you. Um, unless you catch him off guard or you get him from behind. Um, but I think if he sees me coming, I have to predict that he's going to change direction. 
I just don't know where. So I can't just run at him and just throw myself at him because I think he's he's just too elusive. And you've seen it where even the linemen um, have no chance of sacking him if he sees him coming. Uh, and linebackers who are a bit, a bit more athletic or lighter on their toes um, get juked out. And even defensive backs get juked out. So, so the biggest question is who can really uh, sack him? So uh, that's a great question. I just don't know. I, but I would like to think that um, with the game online, I'll definitely be able to get him down on, get him down on the ground. Right on. Well, we look forward to seeing you go after CFL quarterbacks in 2021. Glad to hear you're sticking with the double E football team. And thanks for catching up with us. Kwaku. You're always a very thoughtful and honest guest on the show. Let's talk again soon, man. Happy new year. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me on the show and happy new year to you as well. Happy New Year. That is Kwaku Boateng checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Very well spoken, and like we referenced in that interview, he came into studio within a few weeks of uh, the pandemic hitting and everything being shut down, and uh, he's always good to talk to, and he was doing sacks for racks there, so he was able to get that camp going and helping out the next uh, generation of quarterback sackers, defensive linemen, as they got together in August. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. We are live tonight. We're uh, with you until 8 o'clock. The calendar flips. What are we at now? About four hours and uh, 42 minutes before we can bid farewell to 2020 and really hope for better things in 2021. Like Bob and I were talking about, Oilers camp starting on Sunday. First game is January 13th. We'll have it for you. We will have it for you right here on 630 Chet, all 56 regular season games and hopefully many in the postseason as well. Happy to hear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply from you if you want to check in 780-496-0063 oh you sure are listening to that mysterious voice man raptors in action tonight trying to win their 0 and 3 on the season taking on the 2 and 2 knicks raptors leading 71 64 early in the fourth quarter now the raptors have led in their other three games this season as well, and we'll end up losing all of them. We'll see if they can hang on tonight. Powell with 17, Lowry with 16, Van Vliet with 15 to lead the charge for the Raptors tonight. This is a home game for the Raptors as they play in Tampa, Florida at Amelie Arena, the home of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in. I tweeted out earlier tonight, and you can fill in the blank on Twitter if you want or text me. Your bold sports prediction for 2021 is several people saying the Oilers will win the Stanley Cup. I got to admit, that would be kind of neat. Steven says the Patriots trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, draft a number one wide receiver, and again win the AFC East. Well, they had Garoppolo, yeah, a few years ago, and they traded him to San Francisco where he's been generally pretty good when healthy, which has been an issue for him. But uh, that's a pretty bold prediction. A few people saying that they're going to be back in their seats at Rogers Place. Uh, Dale says the Oilers win two rounds in the playoffs. 
Theodore says Kawhi Leonard back to the Raptors. This is a good one from uh, Wild West Hero. Canada sets a new best for Olympic medals won by our country. Well, that would be cool. Yeah, they're going to have the 2020 Olympics in 2021 in Tokyo. Uh, this tweeter says, neither McDavid nor Dreisaitl win the Art Ross, but the Oilers make the playoffs. They would take it. They would take it for sure. And I appreciate the correct usage of uh, neither and nor. I saw a total aside here, but something that made me laugh today, my colleague Quinn Phillips over at uh, Global Television. And of, of course, as I'm sure you know, but I think she's getting a laugh out of it. The uh, this, this Rod Phillips that's been in the news the last few days, the politician from Ontario, obviously not her father, though, uh, though pretty funny that that name kept popping up in the news. Quinn wrote today, earlier on Twitter, today is a tough one for the grammar police. It is only one year, folks, so please don't call it New Year's, okay? It is Happy New Year, not Happy New Year's. Quinn must have been really annoyed <laughs> to put that out there. <laughs> it is Happy New Year, not Happy New Year's. New Year's Eve, Happy New Year, as if, well, here I am giving grammar lessons on my show on New Year's Eve. That's what it's come to, everybody. As we as we wait for the NHL to start, Canada did win its World Junior game 4-1. By the way, how many people got an Inside Sports canned ham this year? We gave out quite a few of those. Angie, you're back at the station. Have you checked on the canned ham inventory? Um, No, I think that's mostly Kellen that does that. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd help out this week because Kellen's away. Well, we still have a few canned hams in the office. And um, if you sign up for the Inside Sports podcast or, or do something impressive on the show good phone call good text or you make me laugh we will we'll try to get you an inside sports can ham they're left over from when david letterman used to have canned hams on his show in the 1990s we got that inventory of hams they're still good they're still perfectly fine all right so the oilers will have training camp on uh, on uh, sunday some teams have already started Angie, I got uh, a cut there in the folder. We're going to go with cut number 84 here coming up, if you can get that ready. Uh, some teams already on the ice, the seven teams that did not make the playoffs. Ottawa Senators, one of them, GM Pierre Dorium, as they were off for nearly 10 months because of the pandemic. He made a number of off-season moves for veteran players, but he wants to make it clear that if the rebuilding club's youngsters are good enough, the roster spots are there for the taking. Every young player that deserves to have a chance to be an Ottawa Center this year will be an Ottawa Center. I said, we don't want whether it's a young player or a veteran player to come in and think they have a spot. I think you believe, we believe that they have to earn it from now on. And if a young player earns a spot, he'll play. Senators are going to be interesting to watch. They got Matt Murray in goal. They made some other moves. I, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I get it why uh, everybody's, well, most people are picking them to finish last in the North Division. I think that is likely, but I think at times they're going to be exciting to watch, and I, and I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to be an absolute doormat that is last by 20 points. I think they're going to hang around and give some teams fits. And don't forget, when it comes to the Ottawa-Edmonton matchup, it has generally been a road team dominated head-to-head -head matchup they only play each other twice a year the ottawa senators have never lost a game at rogers place they've come four times they've won them all don't forget craig anderson when he got the news of his wife's cancer diagnosis 
played a game at Rogers Place, got a shutout. That was early in the 2016 season. Cam Talbot, actually, uh, who was also a star in that game, waited in the tunnel, uh, well, I guess at the, on the Oilers bench, and uh, clapped for Anderson. Was, he, he was announced as one of the stars. But also the Maple Leafs have never lost a game at Rogers Place. So with all the times they're playing each other this year, I would expect those trends to, to end. Lots of back-to-backs. I, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a baseball feel where you're want going to want to win each little mini-series if you can. So if you win the first game in regulation, maybe even get a point out of the second game, you got a 3-2 points advantage. Well, those add up over the course of a season for sure. Cowtown Bob says, I predict the start of the Oilers season will be slow due to subpar goaltending, prompting Ken Holland to move Darnell Nurse to Vegas for one of their goalies. That is a bold prediction, Cowtown Bob. I guess, uh, man, they'd have to have some other defensemen step up, I think, if they were going to move Nurse in season. Look, I I get the questions about the goaltending. I have them too. If you look at Koskinen, he's been... He was a, still an okay goaltender last season. I mean, kind of a middle-of-the-pack goaltender. Mike Smith was very up and down, and you wonder at his age how he's going to play. final half hour of 2020 thanks for tuning in tonight hope you're having a good evening hope you'll do uh something to make it special and memorable as we uh change the calendar the raptors leading the knicks 82 73 six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter they're trying to win their first game of the young season and uh the world juniors canada wins 4-1 so they finish first in the pool they'll play the czech republic in the quarters Czechs over austria seven zip sweden and the united states about to face off well this is a nice surprise the producer of this show who is uh enjoying a week off but he he has unsolicited called into the program it's my friend dave campbell dave what is going on wilkie old boy how you doing man I, i'm good i'm so i'm not uh, i'm not unpleasantly surprised but i am surprised <laughs> to hear from you well you know i i've been doing a lot of reflecting over the last week and you know i think today when We've had the year that we've had. I think there's a lot of things that might come back to people and that might really flood back. We all know what kind of year it's been. And, you know, you get a little reflective. And um, I just figured, I, I, you know, I got to call. I got to call into the end of the show here and just, just say a couple of things for a couple of minutes. You know I'm long-winded, so I, I promise I won't keep this too long, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm just sitting here thinking, I remember back to March the 11th. And I know you and Rob and uh, Jack and Bob were doing a hockey game, the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, and, and you have told me how weird that night felt. And I remember sitting at home here looking at, the, uh, looking at my phone and all the notifications about, you know, Rudy Gobert uh, tested positive of the Utah Jazz, and we all knew what was coming. And I remember being frightened, as, as about as frightened as I've ever been in my life, in my career, going... I'm I work in sports and there's going to be nothing you know for god knows how long and uh, you know and, and I, I think about this 10 you know 10 or nine and a half months later and I, I think how far we've come here and you know we're still in the middle of this thing this pandemic uh it's still, you know COVID-19 is going to be around for a while I think 2021 you know we're going to have to deal with a lot of this you know just the same and I hope it does get better 
But, you know, I, I just want to thank everyone that, that has stuck with us, uh, our great listeners, our sponsors, uh, the great guests that have, like, I, and you and I have talked about this, seems like ad nauseum, how whenever we ask someone to come on this show, uh, we hardly got the, the answer no. I can count on one hand how many no's that we have got really this year. You know, I mean, <laughs> they're scheduling stuff and all that, but, you know, we, we never really got a genuine no from anyone. So I, I'm impressed with that. We have covered, obviously, stories around the pandemic, how the pandemic affected so many leagues, the NHL, the WHL, the AHL, the, uh, the AJHL, the ECHL, uh, the, the CFL. You know, we've covered so many, you know, junior football, junior hockey, you know, uh, university sports. We've covered it all. We've covered emotional stories. We've covered stories that have been controversial. We've covered inspiring stories. We've had, you know, and we've, we've got to talk some hockey as well in the summer, which is pretty cool here in Edmonton. So I just want to thank everyone for, for hanging in there with us because, you know, I'll tell you, we were ready for the challenge. I didn't think we knew what kind of challenge we were in for. It was daunting at times, but I think uh, it was probably the most gratifying experience of my career. And working with you, Reed, it was, you know, this has been the best nine and a half months of my career uh, and, and, and beyond. And you and I had good times before this. We'll have good times beyond. And I just want to thank you for your steady hand uh, in all of this, too. And you said from the start, we're here for you. We're here if you need it, if you need us. And, you know, uh, I think it, it rains true today. So, you know, looking forward to an NHL season, looking forward to having a little somewhat normalcy in the, in the uh, sporting world here in Edmonton. And, you know, obviously hoping for a lot more normalcy to come back in uh, 2021. So I just want to wish everyone from my household to everyone a happy new year. Thank you again, Reed. Thank you. Um, happy new year to you and your folks. And, hey, Enjoy Star Trek Discovery tonight, because I know you're going to watch that, brother. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you for calling this, and I'll let you get back to my your, your family, but but I want to respond, and I want to thank you for, for everything this year, and I think we each had a moment of panic, March 11th, 12th, and 13th, and we finally said, it is our job to put together inside sports, and if people turn on the radio... They expect a good show. Maybe there won't be games to talk about. And for a while, we were shortened to an hour. And I, I heard it from all the doom and gloomers. You're going to get canceled. Your career is over, which I never believed. And you and I never believed it. But we always said we. it is our job to do a good show and to get good guests and to talk about whatever is relevant. And you were very steadying for me through all this as well, which meant a lot. And I appreciated that You know, we talk uh, every morning to, to get shows ready. And, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely thanks to, thanks to the listeners. It's obviously different. You don't have the kind of urgency of an NHL or a CFL season that kind of kind of draws people in. But you're, you're right. We were lucky that uh, in our Rolodexes and cell phones, people said yes. Um, people said yes with a variety of uh, tough topics, whether it was Kevin Weeks coming on to talk about Black Lives Matter or – um, you know, Warren Moon to talk about the team name changing or uh, George Larac and uh, Ricky Ray and Mike Riley and, and several others to talk about the unfortunate loss of Joey Moss. People were very, uh, very generous. But this this is going to sound, you know, when it, it's it's always somewhat uncomfortable to say something positive about this year because it's, it's not a positive year. The world right. has been very different and there are some things that might change in the world permanently that might be tough to 
adjust to. But I, I, I agree with you. Professionally, I still feel good about the year because there were changes and, you know, we both had to work from home. But you and I never really moped about it. Like we might have had tough days, but at the end of the day or in preparing for the show, I should say, we always said it's, it's got to be a good show. People are not tuning into Inside Sports, I'm pretty sure, to hear you or me bitch about life <laughs> you know so if we made somebody smile or think or engage in somehow yeah uh, in some way and then you and i don't talk about about this behind the scenes stuff a lot because we just believe in presenting the show not telling you how it's done but we'll get, take people behind the scenes that that was our approach so thank you for that dave you know happy new year to you and family you're an awesome dad and you're an awesome awesome husband and uh we'll see what happens whatever happens we'll roll with it I, i'm confident of that yeah, same here, same here. And and when people are going to go change the calendars, and I'm sure there's many that use the, 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 the traditional flip calendar, please clear everything in your path. Please make sure you don't do it too quickly because we don't want anyone getting hurt. We don't want anyone slipping on things or you know wrenching their shoulders or their elbows or things like that. So please do it in a very calm and patient manner. Uh, flip. Flip Jan, uh, get December to January, and let's forget about this year. Well, we will never forget about it, but thank goodness it's over in what three and a half, four and a half. I don't even know anymore. Just get out of here, 2020. <laughs> You're done. Pack your crap and go. <laughs> Dave, thanks for checking in, buddy. Have a pleasant evening. Okay, talk to you on Monday, hey, buddy. Talk to you soon. Give it. What a nice surprise that was. Uh, Dave Campbell's a gentleman. He's one of the kindest people I know. And uh, he did, that was totally, he just decided to call in and, uh, and say that. And I really appreciate it. And I appreciate him a lot. The Hart Trophy winner. What's in store for him in 2021? I know what's in store for me in the next 20 seconds. It's a call from Robert. Robert, thanks for checking in. Go ahead, buddy. How you doing, guy? Good. Well, I wanted to say a couple, three things, as I'm usually long-winded, but I'll try to keep it brief. The first is I wanted to congratulate you and all the folks at Shed for the fantastic job you've done for the last nine months. You've really provided a nice, bright light and moments of, shall I say, refuge from what's been a hellacious year. And you brought comfort to many people whom you've never even met, but you've touched a lot. And I wanted to say, first of all, thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that. The second thing is, is that you clearly have taken mind of and in the best sense of the word, advantage of what I'm about to talk about next, which is this year, which has been horrific and ultimately tragic for many families, has also been a time of opportunity for all of us, where we've had all the, you know, normal distractions of life stripped away, and we really had a chance to look inward and to take stock of where we were without all the noise and distractions and many people have have really stepped up to get in touch with their better selves and you're definitely one of them and i want to congratulate you for that and to continue in what this you know opportunity in, in a tragic time uh can be if you if you take the right approach 
So that's the second thing I wanted to say. And then the last thing I want to say on perhaps a lighter note is here's my Oilers prediction. So here's what's going to happen. The goalies are going to go on a hot streak at the start of the season, just like they have done in the past. And we are, guess what? We're going to rack up early points. And those points are just as good now as they are. Two points in January is going to be just as good as two points in May this year, right? You got it, brother. That's awesome. Hey, Robert, I I appreciate your kind words. I'll I'll keep trying to live up to what you said. And thanks for being a listener and a caller. I know you called in quite a few times um, after Oilers games too. So we do appreciate it. And Happy New Year to you and your family, okay? Happy New Year. Stay safe to all of you and your loved ones. And we look forward to a better 2021. Absolutely. That is Robert at 780-496-0063. I, I, I'm really flattered and honored he would say those things for sure. Really appreciate it. Uh, somebody's going to have a good 2021 because uh, somebody's going to win over $3 million at least. The 50-50 pot for the Hockey Canada draw is now at $6.3 million. HockeyCanada.ca slash 50-50. You can buy until 10 o'clock. Why not buy? <laughs> It's the pot is, I mean, it's probably going to hit $7 million or, or more. So somebody's getting half that pretty amazing. Hey, let's welcome to the show. Uh, just got a contract extension a few days ago with the double E football team, offensive lineman, David Beard. David, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. It's always nice to have you on the show and I appreciate you taking the time to catch up with me and, uh, and be one of the, uh, the final voices on the show for like the crazy year that was 2020. Hey, before we get into football, I mean, you and I have got the chance to chat a few times, uh, over the years. And, uh, I, I know you got a couple of small kids and, and a wife. So how's, how's the family doing? How's it been, uh, with them through all this? You know, it's been good. Um, I, I think the, they kind of, mantra that everyone's being asked that is kind of like yeah lots of family time it's been really good but no it, it really has been good we've been able to spend a lot of quality time together and um yeah truthfully if i'm being honest like who knows when we'll get this kind of opportunity again in our lives if if things shape up and we knock the snot out of this covid stuff then we can uh we can uh, look forward to getting back to work but that also means that we might not get the same kind of opportunities we've had um this year with our families so it's kind of cool that way it's a silver lining for sure well, and I guess for, for your experience, because I, I believe uh, your youngest was born right around when the CFL season would have been starting. So you would have kind of been uh, probably a halftime dad with all the practicing and, and games on the road and stuff. So I guess you got to be a little oh, yeah. more involved there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he was uh, he was born in April and Bennett's my youngest and he uh, he would have been uh, kind of full swing things, but it's uh, it's been nice to be around a little bit more for that. Um, but it's kind of funny he hasn't seen a football game yet, and so we were, we were my wife and I were kind of chuckling about that the other day. Like, man, gotta get into one of these games. So there you go. Well, we can hopefully look forward to that uh, coming up in May and June here. So look, uh, a lot of uh, contract extensions and uh, and signings announced over the last week or so for the Green and Gold. I had Trevor on the show last night who restructured his deal. Kwaku was on with me tonight and uh and you're sticking around until 2023 so obviously you know th- this this past year got wiped out so uh you know you come back and, and you're going to be around until 2023 tell me about the the peace of mind and the thought process of getting that done and getting that signing out of the way 
Yeah, I mean, there's no secret. I'm I'm an Edmonton home and grown guy, and uh, there's no secret. I, I want to be here in Edmonton. It's a great club. I've seen firsthand um, what kind of club it is here in Edmonton, and frankly, I've I've heard such good things about guys coming from other clubs to Edmonton and saying, "Wow, what a step up coming to Edmonton." And, um, yeah, so it's I can I can test it from my own experience how great it is here, but also hearing from other guys what a step up it is for them too. And so I count myself very blessed to be able to stay in Edmonton and stay close to family that way. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Just crossing our fingers to actually play some ball. Let's go. Yeah. Well, how 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 has your conditioning been? What have you been doing to stay sharp? And and did you try to scale back a little bit when you found out there wouldn't be a season because you realized you'd have to ramp up again for for this spring? I'm just wondering how you you approach that because that's such a huge change to your body clock. I mean, you've been playing football in the summer and, and fall for, yeah. for a lot of your life here. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this year, or this past year, I should say, um, we. Uh, a group of guys and I were kind of doing our modified training COVID style up until, up until uh, August. And then I took six weeks off, uh, give my body a break. Can I reset the mind, reset the clock a little bit? And I spent some time, some time helping uh, the in-laws with harvest and getting the crop off this year. So that was, that was cool. We got to spend some time as a family again and um, change of pace, change of scenery, got to do some fun different outside work and then uh yeah and then we kind of got back at it uh into december here so so where where are you working out i mean it's it's tough with a lot of the facilities so do you have something going on at at home or what's what's yeah i was uh sharpening up my diy skills so uh built some stuff in the the garage here got a little space heater going got a little squat rack going doing some modified workouts in the garage and thank goodness it's not too cold yet but my little space heater might crap out, but uh, we'll we'll make it work. You got to make it work somehow. So, well, that's good. When you pancake block a guy during the season, I can I can say that's that's from all the garage work. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> sawdust, everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's really good. David Beard, offensive lineman for the Double E football team, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, one of many members of the team with a uh, contract extension, so he's going to be around until 2023. Yeah, well, do you find yourself, uh, did you ever plop down, maybe it's hard with the with the kids, do you ever plop down in front of the TV and watch some uh, some NFL or what have your sports viewing habits been like through this fall? Yeah, I'm on it. Truthfully, Reed, I've had a hard time watching it. Like, <laughs> it just, it gets me antsy watching football knowing that we're not out there. We weren't just out there. So I've had a hard time kind of watching that, but uh, I, I get highlights here and there and stuff like that and, I'll keep up to date with that reasonably, but I, I have a hard time sitting down and watching a game. It's uh yeah, it kind of makes me boil a bit. So <laughs> Right. Okay, fair enough. Well, and you must feel as well for yeah, like you were you were a U of A Golden Bear and they were coming off a, a really you know, a nice promising step forward season in twenty nineteen and, and they and the whole U Sports uh system got shut down. So you must feel for those kids too, right? Because that's a that's a limited window to go out there and, and be a university student athlete. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, though my years and time at U of A were some of the more cherished years I have in my life. And um knowing that some of those guys are maybe missing a little piece of that pie or um got adjusted or whatever it is. Um I know it's not necessarily ideal. I know they're rallying with it and uh working with it but it's yeah i definitely feel for them they're they're uh 
they're working a whole another ball game and balancing online schooling and all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a different walk in the park for them, but, um, but uh, they got, they're in good hands. So I, I'm very confident with them. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to throw a couple fun ones here at you, at you, David, because I always enjoy having you on the show and you're good at rolling yeah. with, uh, with whatever I ask you. Uh, what, what is the biggest misconception about offensive linemen? Oh, um, biggest misconception. Um, that, oh, here we go. That we have to work really, really hard to, um, maybe put the weight on or sorry, keep the weight off. So big, like offensive line being bigger guys. Uh, so many stories, my story similar, but so many stories of guys who had to work really, really hard to, uh, get their bodies in the position um, where they're at and be able to play football and play offensive line. Um, so lots of guys are actually sl- slimmer guys. You're not slim, but um, not as heavy guys that work hard to put on the pounds in order to do the job they need to do. So that's a, that's a misconception. I think, I think when I was a kid, I used to think of offensive line as big sloppy guys that just like, yeah, not very athletic, whatever, but no, I, this is my opinion. Definitely the most athletic guys in the field. Well, you know, that's what, that's what the old linemen always tell me. And the smartest guys too, because they got to know the entire play, right? They got to yeah, know what well, everybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good gig. <laughs> Blake Durbett told me once too, that, uh, cause we were doing an interview about trash talking and stuff like that. And he said, the further away from the football, there's more trash talking. Because oh, 100%. He, he said the old linemen don't have time to trash talk because they get to like, okay, where's the line of scrimmage? Where am I lining up? What's the play? Who am I blocking? You guys don't have time to engage yeah. in that. Yeah, he couldn't be more right. Like the, even like even within the offensive line, if you're going to get guys trash talking, it's always the tackles. They're the furthest from the ball. But we're uh, yeah, we're too busy like communicating to be able to be screwing around with that. It's uh, I'll speak for myself, anyways. I I certainly don't have time to do that. So <laughs> all right. Well, David, we appreciate you checking in. I hope you have a great new year. Uh, I, I, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying time with your family. Uh, if people want to give you a follow on Instagram, it is Da Beardley, D-A Beardley, and you have some nice football picks and some good family picks there. Are you on Twitter as well, or do you stay away from that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm just looking it up. I think it's uh, BeardDL45. So BeardDL45. I'm pulling it up here. How do we even work this thing? Yeah, Beard DL45. That's right. Awesome stuff. Take care, buddy. Yeah, take care. Good talking to you. That is David Beard, new contract for the double E football team. Nice guy. Our final guest of 2021. USA up 2-0 on Sweden halfway through the first period. Canada beats Finland 4-1. Raptors get in the win column 183 over the Knicks. Thanks to Dave Campbell. The producer of the show, Brandon Escott, helped out this week. Kellen Kennedy's your regular studio operator. Angie Quinnell filling in tonight. Hey, really appreciate you tuning in. Happy New Year. Back with a new show on Monday and the latest from Oilers Training Camp. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.